0: welcome to the ja show we have a very special guest today and i truly truly love her mission you know something about her is that she not only wants success for herself as we all do but also success for others you know she also believes that we all have that greatness within us and her vision and really knowing that our potential within us is limitless and the thing is we have a choice we have a choice To who we desire to be, we can create our own life. And that's through our choices. So I just want to say, you know, I'm so grateful, so grateful to welcome our special guest, Tima Alhaj. Welcome to the show, Tima.
1: Thank you so much, Lauren. You pronounced my name really well, so thank you. <laughs> the surname is a little bit tricky, so thank you so much for pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you. I, I'm so, uh, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we <laughs> wanted to talk also more about your achievements and your background, Tima, because it really shows that you have a choice. You know, you have a choice with where you want to go in life. You have a choice about who you desire to be and who you always desire you want to become and continue to grow in that way. So Tima, she's had over 15 years of experience in financial planning and also running her own practice. And she understands both the corporate world and also the struggles and challenges of being an entrepreneur. She's going to share more about that journey with us as well. She is the CEO and founder of Tima Media and Consulting, and she works with organizations to become the authority in their niche industry. And I think that's the key thing, you know, when she really focuses on their niche. And what I also love, and one of my favorite words as well, is purpose. You know, purpose is something that she has, you know, at her focus. You know, she truly knows about everything that she does is based on that purpose. She has a strong foundation. And so the focus that she also has is creating that social currency, that brand awareness. And when you think about that today and the online space, uh, it is huge, It is huge. It's a way that you can remain within the market as well, showing who you are and what you stand for, and also generating long-term revenue as well. And so Tima, you're an amazing speaker as well, MC, moderator and facilitator. And so throughout that journey, Tima, I think one of the things that if you could share with our listeners, and I truly love how you say this, that you believe that we all have greatness within us. So talk to us more about that
1: greatness oh my gosh there's so much to talk about with that but before I get into that thank you so much for all of that uh you're just you're such a wonderful host I, I feel so so welcome so thank you so much Laura this word greatness I mean it's it's interesting isn't it there's so so many elements to that and for me the the best way to describe is how I really came across this is I've known this for a long time just like how you and I were chatting just earlier Laura you know when I was younger I knew that there were so many amazing things that I was yet to to do and to experience and I knew that my existence in this world was far greater than what I understood it at the time mm-hmm. that's not what was I guess being articulated in my mind being a young child but that's what I felt and then as I grew older and older I realized more and more that yes absolutely my existence really really matters here but I didn't know what to do with all of that and this greatness that I'm talking about is a combination of as I was saying your existence being important but really doing something that is so much bigger than who you are and uh, and something that is really going to fuel you in terms of your mission and your purpose but also really listening to your intuition and really being in tune with who you are as a human and being aligned with that. So so there's so much to it, but that's probably the the best way to describe that greatness. But it really just comes back to also really being very, very self-aware and and knowing the things that come naturally to you and really capitalising on that and really doing something really amazing with that as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I love how you just covered all of that in terms of, one, first of all, you just see that Tima's grateful. As soon as I made that introduction, it's you can see that part of her, that part of that character, she was just straight away grateful. And that's part of having that greatness within you. You're also aware of your surrounding. So I wanna thank you, Tima, because <laughs> you really show that amazing thank characteristic you. of showing that gratefulness. And then when you also speak about greatness, you think, yes, there are so many different elements. Um, But it's also, I think one of the key things you also said there is listening, you know, being really aware of that voice within that tells you and you've seen throughout your journey, listening to that voice and being very in tune with it because it's telling you something. And then that self-awareness, I think, wow, once you are more aware about yourself, you do understand that greatness and you continue to work on your skill and your gifts.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And and that voice, that intuition, whatever you want to categorize it as, you know, uh, whoever's listening, because sometimes when you use the word voice, people think you're a little bit crazy. But I kind of do see it as a voice. I really feel that this is a way of God communicating with a human being and just reminding them of why they're here. And sometimes it's a really, really loud voice and sometimes it's a very, very quiet voice. And what I discovered with myself over the many, many years, I pushed that voice down so much that I muted it. I couldn't hear it anymore. I don't believe that you can ever lose your intuition. I think it's just how we're created as human beings. It's there, it's there for a reason. And I I found myself over a number of years just ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. If you think of say being a parent, if you keep ignoring your child ignoring them and just not taking their opinion, then eventually that child will stop talking and expressing themselves and it's the same thing with the intuition is that I ignored it for so long that my intuition just uh i couldn't I couldn't hear it anymore i didn't I didn't trust my own choices i i didn't uh i couldn't I couldn't feel it anymore I couldn't feel my intuition and that was a very very scary time for me what so was it telling but, you Tim? My intuition for a long, long time was telling me that uh, there were so many decisions that I had made that were just not the right decisions for myself and and you um, smile about I, it now <laughs> yeah, I smile about yeah. it because I, because there were definitely just moments in life where you do you know you know you, you shouldn't be doing something, but it's not like it's uh harmful to others, like for example, like a career choice, you know my my career choice of financial planning. I was meant to go down that path. So that was part of my, my, you know, what was written for me, I guess, or what my destiny was for that part of my career. Um, but my intuition for most of my career was telling me, Tima, this is not really for you, like you are, there is so many other things that you need to be exploring. But at the time, you know, coming from, again, also like just a, a very conservative Middle Eastern upbringing, it brought so much joy to my parents uh knowing that their daughter was a financial planner a senior financial planner doing so well at work and you know i, I wasn't an average planner i was doing quite well in terms of um uh in terms of the ranking and the organization and, and all of that clients and yeah of course 100 percent revenue that's how they measure you really in the end uh people love dealing with me i was you know i had a great reputation so all those things were really amazing Um, but there was definitely a huge part of me that it just didn't light me up it just didn't excite me it just didn't do something for me and I knew I was good at it but and you you may relate to this story is that Mm. you you believe that well you're good at it so you should just keep doing it and at the time I was thinking well what, what else do I do I know what else is there for me and uh And for a long, long time, I just again just kept ignoring it because it was just very scary. Like, well, what do you do after being in a career for so long and you're doing so well? What are you going to do? Start again? At the time, it was like, and I was very young, I was like 30, starting at 30. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) Who starts again at 30? And and at the time, there are voices that, you know, we speak about
0: voices that sometimes you need to disregard those voices and really listen to that greatness within, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so, I mean, look, I definitely tried some things in between. I don't know if you um, – you, you would have definitely seen this. Uh, so I, I started off a fashion label when I first had my daughter Zara when she was literally a few weeks old because I I, I wasn't really sure when I was going to go back to work uh, in the financial planning industry because we had a few issues with my daughter's health at the time. So I wanted to be creative and do something that I hadn't done before, which was create a fashion label, but also to uh, – to create this wardrobe that I wanted to wear at work and I just couldn't find it because it was really frustrating. I wanted to show up as a, as a woman, not as a man, and it's a very mm. male-dominated industry. Mm. And so that was probably the start of listening to my intuition because I didn't think twice that. I was like, yeah, I'll just do it. It'll be fun. That's how it all started. Uh, but I didn't realise that I was really listening to that but then I, slept, I slipped back into that ignore, ignore, ignore. And then I went back to the financial planning industry again. I set up my own practice. And, uh, and then, yeah, about four years down the track, four, four and a half years, I was really, really, really miserable. Uh, I was in such a dark place. And we touched on this earlier as well. Um, so many things had happened in my life. I was really unwell. I had a number of miscarriages and that was, I guess, a moment for me to go, okay, so what do I do with all of this? What am mm-hmm. I? All of these things are happening for a reason. And I was really obviously quite devastated with the losses and uh, and I, I just had to sort of take a step back and go, okay, well, this is happening for a reason. I need to really listen to whatever the clues are and I also need to listen to myself which I found so hard, Laura. It was a really, really difficult process. It really was very, very difficult. That's so powerful.
0: It's so powerful to know that if you are going through tough times, it is okay because you will get through it and in the moment. And that's the thing when we find out what that greatness is. And I completely understand where you're coming from, Tima. I was in the corporate world for also a very long time. I would think about even 15 years as well. And that voice, literally, I had to go back to when I was seven years old and I remember that voice that told me what I was meant to do. And so sometimes society tells you, external things tell you, but only you know. And I think we're in this amazing world where we can connect with so many people around the globe in different cities. You think, you know, me and Timo in different cities, but we're sharing amazing stories that can change your life. It literally can change your life. And about that voice, truly, that was the same thing. You know, sometimes you can ignore it, ignore, ignore it, but when it's so important, it gets so loud that you can no longer ignore that voice. And it tells you what you're meant to do. And so you have a choice. And, you know, something I'll share with you, Tima, is towards the end of 2019, I had a voice telling me, Laura, there's something you need to do. And I had a dream. So I also speak about dreams because dreams are telling you something as well. And it was about these two ladies, both of them pregnant with twins in the dream, and they literally – they were about to give birth, right, both of them. And I'm trying to hold them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're going to have a baby live?" You know, I was trying to take care of them. I was thinking, am I going to help them give birth? And then I found out and I woke up, you know, literally, and I thought these two ladies were going to give birth to twins. And I found out what did it mean. And what it actually meant was I had all these ideas inside and they were just waiting to burst. And so what was I doing? I was holding on to these ideas. But what I really needed to do, because when you think about birth, what does that mean? You know, like a birth of a new idea, like a new life. And so we do need to listen to those voices. We do need to listen to those dreams. We also need to listen to people. Because you notice like with, you know, Tima and I speaking at the moment, I find that even with a lot of the listeners that reach out to me, they said, wow, that really impacted me. You know, they really realise how much of a difference that could make. And so that's so powerful that you shared that because you realise that your story can impact so many people. You, know, think, you think in the moment sometimes?
1: Can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Can I, can I share a couple of things just sure, um, of course. based on what you were just <laughs> saying? So with, um, with the listening to people, I, I agree with you 100%, but can I just say during that time in my life, I was listening to too many people. And that's where I fell short in terms of my own confidence and my own thinking ability, but also my own ability to gauge how I was feeling. And that's that also contributed to me silencing in a way and muting my my intuition. So one of the things that I did do, and I don't know if this will be helpful, but I really just want to share this because I, I feel like it you might it help at least one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if you're in that situation where you really don't know what your intuition is telling you, one of the things that I did was I stopped asking for people's opinions and advice. Mm -hmm. I just stopped. It didn't, no matter who it was, it didn't matter how much I loved them, how close they were to me, I just wanted to be independent and free from everyone, everyone's views, opinions, value system. I just wanted to take a step back and I needed to trust myself again and the only way that I could trust myself was to make my own decisions. And sometimes they were like basic decisions, like what am I going to cook for dinner today? Like I know that sounds so simple, but well, I was overwhelmed decisions by so every much. Day. Yeah. 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 And I was so, I was in a place, I was in, in real overwhelm. And uh, and the one way that I started to trust myself again, because it really start the starting point is trust. You need to trust yourself to build that skill again so that you can start to listen to yourself. And, um, and with, the, with, with that, it helped me just build myself again because I was so consumed by other people's points of views because I felt less than and I felt that somebody else had the answer, but they really didn't. Mm. I already I knew what I needed to do, but I was just ignoring, I was mm. just ignoring myself. So, of course, my self-worth was really quite broken down and uh, and it was really difficult to build that back up. But it was amazing to be able to put myself in a situation and say, I no longer want to listen to what anybody else is saying. Now, I'm not saying I do that now. Of course, I have my go-to people that I really, really trust and also people that I've never met like, you know, Tony Robbins and things like that, that I always listen and I feel like they're mentoring me. Um, but I think the most important thing is with the stories that, you know, that we share or that we listen to as humans, that the only reason they make a difference is if you do something with that. And I'm very, very big on that. It's great to listen to a story and feel moved by it and feel inspired by it. But you have to do something, use that information, mm-hmm. whatever that is, whatever that feeling that you get. If the word lights you up, that's being mentioned in, a, in a say a podcast. Just think about that word and go. Okay, why is that word? Why did that light me up? And really mm-hmm. explore that, because a lot of people say to me, or ask me, much like you, Laura. But how do I, how do I know what I want to do? How do mm-hmm. I know? How do I know? Uh, how can I get back in touch with my intuition? And it really just comes back to being aware of how your body feels inside when you're having a conversation or like I was saying, if certain words being said, you know, when you said the word purpose early on, it just always lights me up. It just does. It just does something to me inside. It does something to me physiologically. So there's a real reason why that happens because it means something to me at Mm -hmm. a deep level. And, uh, and so one of the things that people say to me, well, they'll say, okay, so how did you find your purpose? How did you discover these sort of things? It's a big question. And yeah, it's such a big question, isn't it? And, uh, and I don't think there's a simple answer to that. I think there are many ways that you can discover what your purpose is. And um, my real focus was I was no longer wanting to look for it anymore because I didn't believe I lost it. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. a story I was telling myself. I was like, I'm looking for my purpose. It's you know what? So silly to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find like with purpose, if you dig
0: really deep and you find out what your gifts are, and then you realise that you can use your gifts to serve others. Because as we know, a purpose when it's so much bigger than us and we see the greatest leaders of all time, they have served others. That they've always thought about others with what they were meant to do. And it could, be, it could be a sport. It could be a certain skill that you have. It could be you know finding, helping people as well, finding their greatness, right? And so when you think about purpose, the questions, there are so many that also align with that, right? So I loved how you recently shared shared, you know, why are you here on this planet? What comes to mind when people do say that?
1: It's such a big question, isn't it? It's like saying, "Well, you know, are are you happy?" You know, even when you say to someone, "Are you happy?" People need to really take a step back and really think about it. So it, it's a big question, and and I don't believe it's something that you can just discover within five minutes or five days. It's it's a real exploration process. And for me, I recently shared a process that I implemented. And I actually shared it completely for free on LinkedIn for any of your viewers if they do want to go on and have a look at it. It's actually the process that I teach people and coach them through it. And uh, and it's the exact framework that I help people to be able to help them discover what their purpose is and really create it in the end. I really talk about creating that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and natural gifts is, is a huge part of that because you need to play to your strengths. Absolutely. Of course, definitely build and improve on on areas that you want to but if your strength say for example or your strength is communication and connection and I believe they're one of your strengths anyway and why would you not use them why would you not use them because they come naturally to you yeah it's and so true
0: isn't it when something comes naturally yeah. to you think sometimes you can dis- dismiss it but actually it's telling you something
1: it is a t- and you may not even know that it had, and this is a thing with natural gifts. This is how I describe it best: is your natural gift is something that you that you do every day. You, you, you're not even probably aware of it, but it means something to somebody else. It's yeah. valuable to somebody else. So that's a real natural gift, because they're seeing something in you that either you're yet to see yourself, or it's helping them and really making impact in their life. Whatever that may be, it could be speaking. It could be. Uh, having the gift of explaining extremely complicated things and putting them in very simple simple terms it really could be anything and I knew for a very long time that communication was a real passion for me and influence and when I say influence in terms of the ability to be able to get someone on your side the ability to be able to have that conversation and get them to see your point of view or to at least see where you're coming from just the art of communication it was such a it's always been such a fascination for me but I didn't know that that was a real natural gift of mine until people kept saying Tima you really articulate yourself really really well and I just thought it was a compliment at the start. Mm. Like, Oh, thank you that's very kind of you but I kept hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And I thought, okay, maybe there's something, maybe there's something here that I need to really, really look at and, and really discover. And, and, and communication and speaking was definitely one of my natural gifts that I said, okay, well, this is where my podcast came in. I wanted to set up a podcast for a long, long time, but going back to purpose. Um, so I'm sort of jumping here, but just to explain to some of your listeners, Sometimes we already know what it is. We may not articulate what our purpose is in the way that we really want to, but it's a feeling that we get. Mm-hmm. And with the feeling that I got, it was around some key words. And the key words were educate, communicate, inspire, and impact. I had no idea what they meant at all. And I kept thinking of these words over and over again, like literally for years. And I had this conversation with my best friend once, and um, and I said, to her, I said, you know what, this is when I had my fashion label and when I was running my financial planning business. I said, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to be a speaker. And she kind of looked at me and said, Tima, like really, you know, you're a fashion designer, you're a financial planner, like now you want to be a speaker, like what else do you want to be doing? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like this was like early on. Mm-hmm. When I was really, like, I was thinking of these words and I said, yeah, oh, you really Why? And look, she meant it out of love, obviously, because it is kind of funny when you say it out loud like that. That's right. And then yeah. I just sort of ignored it, right? I ignored it again and ignored my intuition. But those four words were the things that helped me create a new purpose for my life and create the things that I've been able to create today. And so they're just little hints and little clues that people um, that are listening that if they're in a place where they're not really sure of where to start, you really do need to just take a moment and just just close mm. your eyes and just okay and listen to your body and say okay, what is my body telling me here? And mm. think of some things that you think might bring you some joy and just be really aware. Like, does do you get that little little feeling of of that a spark buzz, inside yeah. your body? Just that it could be the most faintest little, you know, the little, the faintest little thing, but you can build on that. Like, I do believe that you can build on passion. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be something you're born with. So, and and that's another misconception I feel that people have.
0: But they think they should just know it straight away. But the thing is, you know, you mentioned some key things there. Sometimes it's certain words and our thoughts are so powerful. So you said, I think. So even before you said that, I think, you know, you want to become a speaker or you think you are a speaker. But before you said that, you already thought that. So that really demonstrates yes. the power of our thoughts and also our self-image. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I love yes. to share as well is what who we are is what we think about ourselves, that self-image, right? It helps us, you know, how we show up, how we speak, how we communicate. And so have you found that as well through your journey, through, you know, with your clients as well, the importance of that self-image that you have within yourself through your thoughts?
1: Well, I always say that I need to be my own best friend, number one, and I need to be really kind to myself. That's not to say that it happens all the time because we all have our moments, don't we? Mm. Um, But my own self-image was around the identity that I wanted to create for myself. And that's not to say that I've created this fake person or this fake persona. I've created the person that i'm becoming does that make sense so yes. it's not an Getting ending the point the best version I mean, of
0: yourself because you're constantly growing yes. every single day okay.
1: every single day every single day i feel that one of my biggest big passions is personal development if i'm not growing as a person i feel like i'm dying a very feel very, you very, very painful day i death. feel you <laughs> yes. too yeah, it's that, I really it's that frustration I
0: like... that you feel. And I remember even when I was in the corporate world, I thought, man, I'm so capable of so much more. I can do so much more. And then when you have that liberty to be yourself and to use your voice or, you know, whatever gift it is, you feel
1: freedom, right? That sense of freedom as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's nothing like having knowledge but implementing that and then seeing changes. And then going, okay, like I literally am responsible for my life. Mm. Again, that might sound ridiculous, but I didn't realize that I, that I was responsible to my own life. I didn't really understand that until I took responsibility over my own life. And, uh, and going back to, you know, what you were saying before in terms of this uh, identity and, um, you know, we we really can become who we want to be as cliche as that sounds it's true it really really is true and this is why I love personal development so much and when I was at that point where I one couldn't listen to my intuition anymore I was really really in a very dark place I could see no joy in very much in the world and I could only just feel my own pain mm. and that's what, probably the best way to describe the time you think that I, the I was pain, in pain
0: the pain came from was it not being your true self
1: or the decisions or what do you think the pain the pain was living with myself knowing that i didn't know what to do with myself and knowing that i had something so much bigger than myself but i didn't know what it was so no one's ever asked me that question i've never really answered that question but that's the initial response that i can give you and that's probably the most honest response that i can give you Mm. So knowing that I had to live with myself and I had to face all of that was something that I wasn't it, it was really painful <clears throat> to actually face that because I knew it wasn't just going to be a momentary momentary mm. thing it was going to be yeah a really long process. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I feel that as well Tim because you know in life when you've lived a certain way for so many years not like it's wrong but you just feel like was that right for you, you know because it's so personal,
1: yeah hmm. yeah, and how do you even know what's right for you? This is the thing, like how do you know how do you know what's right, what's not right, and I think it's just part of life. I think it's just we are we, we're conditioned to think that things are meant to work out, things are meant to be perfect, even though we know that perfection doesn't exist, but we still live in this vortex of everything still has to work out the way they meant to and I think it's just part of life. It's just an evolution. I just see myself as a student, constantly learning, constantly growing. If I see myself as an endpoint, that's where I think I will be in that dark place again
2: Mm. because
1: then what happens after that? You're there, nothing. Mm. And then that's Mm. where that growth element needs to continue. For me anyway, it's a big, big driver of mine.
0: I I think what I'm hearing as well through that story is seeking you know, you have to seek, you have to discover. And one of my favourite books is The Alchemist, for example, where you think about Santiago. I know. And he's seeking. He's constantly seeking. And through that seeking, through that journey, that's joy. But if he didn't leave where he was from, he wouldn't have had that happiness. He wouldn't have discovered what his treasure really was. And I think that's a story that, you know, we're trying to share here is that, you do need to seek, you do need to take that step, you do need to make that decision. And so decisions, they can really define your moments. And so for you, Tima, I always say uh, as well when I share is the most successful people in the world know how to make decision sometimes they're not always right but at the same time they're very definite with their decisions it really drives them to where they want to go because Mm -hmm. not making a decision is a decision in itself and we can see from our own personal experience that that is painful when you don't make a decision
1: absolutely and these people that you're referring to it really just comes back to a process you see it's a skill and we need to see things as a skill it's not like somebody was born knowing how to make better decisions. Obviously, there's experience involved in, in, in the decision-making process as well and how accurate you are or inaccurate you are. But it's a skill. It's a skill you teach yourself. And the only way you can become confident in anything is by doing more of it and creating that evidence for yourself that your mind needs to remind you and say, well, yes, you can do this. You've done this before. That's that other little voice that we all would prefer to hear in our minds every day. But it really is a skill. Um, and then also going back to the seeking some people don't even know where to start though this this is the problem Laura is that we're so consumed with our everyday that it's very hard to know where to start and sometimes it's not even fear it's purely just not knowing where to begin and one of the things that I'd love to share is if people feel that way just think of something that you are curious about it doesn't even have to be something you're passionate about something totally random it could be your you might you're curious about coding but you you're a nurse or, or a, a totally different industry it really doesn't matter whatever it is that you're curious about just go and research go to youtube read some articles go to all the Google resources that. available to us mm-hmm. all those resources right and just give yourself the opportunity to learn more about it and if you have that curiosity, <clears throat> that allows you to continue to grow. And I know that for my own business, if I'm not curious about something anymore, I question whether I want to continue that because I mm-hmm. think it's a big, big focus on and how invested you are going to be with that concept or that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, it's so powerful. And you know, Tima, what
0: works for me, right, in those moments when I know that, okay, I need to seek, I do need to seek, there's something else, there's something within me telling me something, I actually go to a very, very quiet place. So it could be, you know, out in nature, it could be in a park, it could be just somewhere that's so peaceful, it could be in the morning going for a nice walk. And during those moments, you're actually giving yourself the answers during those moments, you know, without that noise. Have you found
1: that as well? and Yeah, I love nature. Uh, If I could go to the botanical gardens every single day in Melbourne, I I I would. It's just beautiful. I love nature. I love trees. There's something about trees that just uh, energises me. And again, it reminds me of how small I am in comparison to the rest of the universe. And, And I think sometimes we forget that we are literally this teeny tiny speck in this incredible universe, and it's kind of nice knowing that. Mm-hmm. It's really nice knowing that it really just t- lifts some of the stresses that we might be going through and and feeling. But yeah, absolutely, being in nature for me is is very helpful uh, to reconnect with myself again um, mm-hmm. because we are so um. We're, what we do, Laura, we're, we're online all the time. It's 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 not really good for us, but we sort of have to because of work. But you do have to make the time to go out in nature and I love it. I just love being mm. around grass and trees and the sky and it just brings so much joy and, and peace, definitely. So I think when we eventually meet, we'll have to go for a walk together. <laughs> Absolutely. But we keep talking and not stop. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know, and
0: it's, we speak about self, you know, self-development and I, I'm truly passionate about it because if you're growing, you can also give more. You know, the more confident mm-hmm. you are, you can also pass it on to other people. It's very contagious. And so we speak about nature, it's the same thing. Nature shows us. You know, you think about seeds that are planted and you water it and it grows. You spoke about the tree, how much energy you get. And it's the same thing. And, you know, sometimes I have moments where I think, wow, nature is telling us something. If nature is growing, you think, and we're a part of nature we should also be growing in so many different ways as well, through our mindset, through our relationships, through our experiences, and even through life as well. And so, you know, we've been speaking about being able to grow and with everything that's happening in the world today, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, about racism. And it's a topic that I feel so close to my heart, and I know you do as well, Tim, is the importance of love over hate. And has it something that you've experienced before and what have you learned from it in terms of
1: speaking up today? So in terms of racism, have I experienced that personally? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you remember um, years ago with Sydney, there were the Cronulla riots, the, the riots, yeah. I don't know how long ago it was now, but I was very young and I had just started my, I was a financial planner at the time. And with my surname Alhaj, it's obviously, it's not like with the surname Smith or anything like that. So obviously people know straight away, it's not a typical Australian surname. And I had a meeting with a potential client and they came into the office. I gave them my card and we sat down and he looked at my card and he said, how do I pronounce your name? And so I told him and he said, so where is that from? And then I said, Well, my parents were uh, originally from Lebanon. Uh, and he said, Oh, so you're Lebanese? Are you? I said, Well, I'm Australian, but I have Lebanese heritage. Mm. And he said, Well, I don't want to deal with you. And he literally just put the card down and he, he basically grabbed his wife and he just walked out of the office. Mm-hmm. And that was my, was the most, what can I say? It was really unbelievable. It's speechless. But it's interesting because, I, I what really can you I didn't say, know what to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wasn't going to run after him and say, no, please come back. I'm like, okay, wow, this is this is a serious thing. And and it was a very it was literally at that time where things were very yes. heated. And for me it was interesting because I thought he's labeled me and categorized me purely based on what he saw on the news. Uh he doesn't he never asked how I felt about the situation, if I agreed or disagreed. Um and I think that's it was obviously pure judgment and uh and it's interesting because that company that I was working for, the the person that originally hired me in my interview, I actually completely forgot about this story until now. Mm. When he was interviewing me, um, he asked me and he said, he said, so what's your like what's your religion? And I thought, gee, that's an inappropriate question to ask. And I found a way to sort of skim over it because I didn't want to tell him I was Muslim, not because mm. I was ashamed. It's because I know that people have a bad opinion on it. And, uh, and, uh, and I think... Because of what you've in the past, right? Just, yeah, in the past, but seen... mainly from nine eleven, 11 Only from nine eleven, because, you know, the, the associating terrorism and Islam, all those sort of things... And uh, and he said to me, Oh, you know, the other day I interviewed someone, his name was Jihad. Gee, you would want that name, Jihad, going to an interview after what happened at nine eleven. And I thought, I'm sitting in this interview going, Oh my gosh, like what am I getting myself into here? But I was really young. I just wanted just to work and I just mm. wanted just to progress in my career. So I didn't think too deeply about it at the time, but um but that was definitely something that had happened in an interview interview process. So and I think and, with everything
0: uh, and I that's, all, Yeah. And I think with everything that's happening right now, Tima, that people do have a say.
1: Yes. Yes. People do have a say and it's important to talk about these things. Um and it's important like I know for example with the Black Lives Matter, which is it gives me goosebumps just even thinking about it. I thought I was educated around around some of that history. But what's this forced me to, and I know I'm not alone, it's forced me to really look at what's actually happened and to really understand what has not only happened but why it happened and and why these people feel this way. And It's a whole the history was,
0: when you think about it, right? So it much history, so right? Deep. So much
1: history. <clears throat> so, so deep. And so I was speaking to a friend of mine who lives in the US now. She, she's a white woman. And we were having this conversation about the experiences that she's like what's happening in the US right now, you know, her feelings, the family, you know, how they're dealing with everything. And she's educating herself on the entire situation as well. And she said that she was speaking to her black friends and the things that she had just researched and discovered, they've been living for many years with with things like, for example, which I found was just just crazy her friend whose son had only just started to drive one of the things they taught him was if a police officer stops you uh, and you're driving you stop immediately you switch your light on in the car you keep both hands on the steering wheel and you stare forward you do not look left or right you just wait until the officer starts speaking to you and you just say yes sir or no sir and purely because this boy is black Mm. And she said to me, "Tima, I have never, ever, ever had to teach my children that." And I thought, "Wow, like this is recent. This is 2020. Mm. It's just, it's, it's insane." And so she said to me that there are so many things that they they teach their kids, but they don't really talk about it because, as in to the to the outside world, mm. because it's part of their life. It's natural for them. It's natural for them, and it's there every day. Where that's when she was explaining that to me, I thought, I said, wow, that's where that term white privilege comes into play. And I didn't really understand what that meant, sadly, until recently. I didn't really get it. I didn't understand it. But when you research and learn more about it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah.
0: There's so many different areas about that. And even when you think about in Australia, you think about the history as well. It goes so deep. And I think it's a great time for everyone to really come together. It's something that I feel so joyful. I know there's so much sadness, but joyful that we all can come together with this. And now is such a great time to speak up about it and having that action, you know, not keeping silent. And you also shared about applying deliberate and thoughtful action when it comes through to this. That's not just using our voice, but in those moments when you realize you had those moments in the past when maybe it wasn't safe to speak up. But then when you think about now as well, is is there ever a time that it's safe? Right?
1: Well, that's true. And uh, and I think we just need to just collectively as 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 a whole, but also individually be okay with who we are. And like for example, I should never have hidden the fact that I was Muslim growing up, regardless of what would have happened. I should have just been okay with saying that. And so like now, if anybody says anything to me, I just tell them, "Well, yes, I don't drink because I'm Muslim. It's okay. Like I don't have to. I don't have to say anything else." And the things that I'm doing is, you know, teaching my daughter to be completely okay with her upbringing with the fact that she does have Middle Eastern blood and that she is Muslim because kids at school even now, you know, they'll say to her, well, Donald Trump hates Muslims and she's, she's only in grade four. Yeah, can you she's believe 10. that? Where
0: are they learning those things from And you think
1: those words are like
0: seeds? So if they're being shared at a young age, you can imagine how that can really impact how you think in the long term, and so the people that you surround yourself with, and it's great how you are aware. We spoke about self awareness before, so once you know who you are, you know what you believe in, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? It what doesn't matter, no, thinks. of
1: course yeah. not. It doesn't, but these kids are repeating what he said at home, and that's the mm. bad truth, Laura. Mm. I don't say to Zara, you need to hate or you need to see this person this religion or this person from this country this way we don't ever talk we actually don't even talk about race and religion at home it's actually really interesting we just we just don't and i think that's important is if you start categorizing and start right. putting people in groups that that's when that's when is very dividing isn't it so these kids and i think that it really does start from home i really really do uh it really it's the foundation just like everything just like everything, just your character, all of that, it really just starts from home. So hopefully, hopefully people that have children are having really deep conversations around the view of the world and how they should be treating each other so that the next generation and the future generation can live a lot more peacefully than we are.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's, that's my hope anyway.
0: Absolutely. And it's such a great example that you are taking that action and you're also being awareness and to think about your daughter as well about the feelings that she's going to have being, you know, because I remember uh, it's, it's normal sometimes when people say just ignore it, just ignore it. But if you're constantly hearing it, but thinking about, okay, what is the right way to respond? What is the right way to respond in a very intelligent way, you know, with truth, not with hate, but with truth, you know. Uh, and I think it's also powerful that you also believe in your network is your net worth. And I know you've shared this recently as well, something that you're very passionate about. (laughs) And so, you know, were there moments in your life where you thought, all right, well, I need to really step up my network, like my network, because I know, you know, when you're constantly growing and, you know, you know what,
1: I'm at a time
0: where I just need to meet with more people, the right people going the direction that you desire to go into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this was one of the reasons why I set up my podcast so that I could meet you know amazing interesting people because who's who's going to really say no to a podcast interview if you are very kind and you invite them along to come on to your show but I found that when I was going through this like massive growth I felt that um, people around me even though I loved them I just outgrew the conversations I outgrew the energy I outgrew like my dreams were like crazy massive and I just couldn't really speak to people about them and so I just said, "Okay, well, knowing even more and more that your environment is so so important, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Dr. Masad towards the- um, water study. It's amazing. It's an amazing study. You, so you're familiar with that?
0: I'll share share more about it, Tima, for at least. Dr. Cool.
1: Mass. Uh, So it's a water study where um, they had a group of, say, scientists. They monitored the molecules of the water and looking at the environment and how it impacted how these Mm -hmm. molecules formed in terms of how they looked under the microscope. So if they were in an environment that was really quite toxic and poisonous where Ah, it was just anger and and the, the water just looked almost like brown-like under the microscope and, uh, and really quite deformed, where if you're in an environment where it's really quite loving and peaceful and encouraging. And how did they do this? It was through basically through words and energy in a room. And, uh, and based on that positivity and all, all of that beauty, the uh, the water and the way they constructed was like a snowflake it was just really quite beautiful and i see that as me and as humans you know we made up what is it 70 or 75 percent water so mm-hmm. our environment is so important if that's just a study then imagine what the environment is doing to you and how much it, it could either be helping you flourish or helping you slowly break down and, uh, and for me, it's uh, really important to surround myself with people that are not only smarter than me, but also um, have a higher intelligence when it comes to spirituality and, and all of these sort of things too. But at the same time, it's important to still just add to your group of friends, not annihilate your group yeah. of friends, if that makes sense. So people think, well, you know, I don't want to speak to my friends anymore because I feel like I've outgrown them. But no, you've been friends with them for like 20 years. That's that's history there. You don't have to get rid of, you can just add. So that was definitely a process that I included and it's made a massive difference in my life. And LinkedIn's been huge. Like that's been one strategy to be able to, you know, meet people like yourself. Laura. I don't think we, mm. we, we may have not met outside of LinkedIn. So going online uh, has definitely helped as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you've got some great tips as well that I want to share. <laughs> and then we can yes, talk about of it course. Too. So, so the this is the one, one of my recent posts. <laughs> the first one you say, don't bring your business cards. Share more yes, about so, that.
1: Yes, a, sometimes you could
0: go to a networking event, and they're like, okay, here's my business card. And then I'm also the same yes. way I, about, I want to save paper, right? I think about the environment as well. I could just give you my LinkedIn. <laughs> Well, do, yeah, wait,
1: no,
0: do you think do you think that's a no no today in twenty twenty No,
1: not at all. I still think it's great <laughs> to have a business card. Uh I secretly hope that I'm the only one that walks into a room without business cards because it feels you feel a bit naked without your business cards, you know when you're at a networking event, so the reason why I say that is because. Well, when you're when you're out meeting people, especially in some of these networking groups, it can get very much. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card, and everybody just swaps cards, and it doesn't it doesn't allow you to be able to really build a connection with somebody. And it's all about relationship building, isn't it, Laura? That's absolutely, what networking is, absolutely.
0: You know, Tima, what have you seen the result from a business card? Usually, I find what happens is the conversation that you have. During the network event, that triggers something, not just one business card, right?
1: Yeah, of course, absolutely. And this is where you need to—we touched a little bit on curiosity. You have to be genuinely curious about that person. And and one, well, not having a business card is a great icebreaker. You say, well, "Why don't you have a business card?" So you kind of laugh at that, and I'll I'll make a joke like, "Well, if I get your card, I know I'll definitely be following up with you. So you'll be <laughs> getting an email from me or a message from me or something." And uh, and so one of the things that I touched on, and I think you're referring to one of my recent posts, is I really try and make an effort to really get to know that person as much mm-hmm. as I possibly can in the time frame that I have, and either draw something from the conversation and remind remind them of that point of the conversation, mainly through text, because I would most likely text them and say something like, "Thank you so much for you know your time today." One of the things that I remember from that conversation was this, and this is how it's impacted me today, and I just wanted to thank you for it. Obviously, you have to be very genuine about it, not just make it up, but that is a really great way to really start building a network because you're going to stand out. It's not going to be like everyone else where they'll just send you an email and say, nice to meet you, let's have a coffee. Well, you're going to be that maybe that sixth or seventh person that they've met that day but that way you're, they'll remember you. They'll remember you because you didn't have a card, but also because you were actually humorous made about an effort it as well. Yeah.
0: You were really curious
1: about them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, absolutely. So. Yeah. And another part, you also mentioned follow-up, which is I think is the gold part as well, really understanding once you've made that genuine connection to really follow up and, and be yes. do it in a very intelligent way as well
1: absolutely and and only follow up those because look time is is of the essence isn't it and only follow up those that you genuinely have felt like you had a connection with whether you are curious about their business or whether you felt that there was something maybe a little bit more to than just meeting that person because sometimes that happens too you can just meet someone that's just you know could potentially be another great friend in your life for example but definitely follow it up and just send them a message or a give them a call. I, I, I'm I definitely a phone person. I love to just to pick up the phone and call and say, look, are you free this day? I'd love to meet with you and and I'd love to buy you a coffee. So, and because what happens is people think that the other person is going to follow up and that follow-up really gets done. So it's just like reading a book. What's the point in reading that book if you're not going to apply the information? Mm-hmm. What's the point in going to a networking event if you're not going to follow up some people that you generally... Like that, you could potentially do some business with, or potentially to get to know more of that you can add into a network as well. So it's kind of like a waste of time, in my opinion, if you just attend these events and nothing happens, and nothing comes from it. So
0: absolutely, because you think about the time that you've invested to be there, but then it's a process, yeah. just like with everything else. It just doesn't happen. Uh, we yeah. spoke about seeds no, before. In nature, <laughs> you, you have to water yeah, them and seeds let them grow. <laughs> And so another thing that we find, Tima, is in the world today, it's getting people's attention. I mean, social currency, we've spoken that, you know, you also help your clients with brand awareness. And so to do with content, I think that's a big part of the strategy in terms of showing what you stand for, uh, also with the relevant themes that are happening in the world today. When people feel stuck, and you recently shared about this as well, when they feel stuck about the topics they want to write about, what can you say about that? Like, where can they start?
1: Okay, so before they even start doing the content, they really need to get clarity around what their mission is and what they're setting out to achieve. It doesn't have to be an just end said goal in time. Because <laughs> I'm like, I yeah, right. they... <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick question. You went straight back to the purpose, the clarity, which we started off. With. Yeah, you absolutely have to. You just have to have, like, even, for example, you know, when when you first started this this um interview. You you gave the audience an introduction as to what they're going to be expecting a little bit and give them a bit of a framework and a little bit of information about me. If we just went straight into it, people would be like, Who who who's this team of person? We don't understand why is, you know, why is Laura interviewing her? Does it does it does she meet the 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 feel of the show? And you're not going to have me on if I don't match all of those sort of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. So and, and that's the same thing with content is to go back to what it is you're trying to set out to achieve what is your what is your what is your results like what are your what are your goals do you want to build a community do you want to educate people do you want to build a a group of people that can potentially be your clients so all of those things are really really important to understand and also understand what your purpose and UI is because that's where your message comes from it has to come from that place if it comes anywhere outside of that place it's not going to be a great message and it's not going to be the best piece of content you're going to produce and people will feel that too Mm -hmm. so i always say to people you need to get that right first or at least understand what that is and then if you're stuck in content then there's a couple of things that you can implement is well look at what your what your foundations are so go back to again that purpose and say all right so what are the four things that i can talk about that falls under that category in terms of whatever it is that business is let's say it's for your business what are the four things that I can talk about with complete confidence complete conviction and passion what are those four main content pillars and, and they're called content pillars they're basically your foundational pillars that you're going to create more content from just they're like ideas I guess mm-hmm. and categories so from those four four points then break it down even more and look at each individual pillar and then break it down say another four times and say well what other mini topics can I talk about under that major topic and so for example let's say we were going to talk about okay content creation Mm -hmm. that's one major pillar but content creation could be video it could be articles it could be graphics it could be really anything in terms of how to package that content well when do you do video and how do you do video well what equipment do you use like do you see mm, what i'm saying there's so many ways you can it. break it up so sometimes we forget and uh that if you just go back to a process it helps and it works and go back to a system that's going to help you mm. and try not to compare yourself to others online which is very hard too because you can look at other people's content but, oh my They're doing so much better than me. Why didn't I think of that? And just remember that whatever it is that you're sharing is said through your perspective, which is going to be very, very different to the 300 other people that have shared Mm. it. You know, we we talk a lot about personal development, you and I. It's not Mm. very different, is it, really, in terms of what we're actually talking about. But the way we deliver it is the way Laura does and the way I deliver it is the way I do
2: so it's so going
1: to, to find resonate that unique voice. People. absolutely yeah, absolutely and when you have that abundant
0: mindset is you know your story is going to touch people you know there's there's so many people in the world it's going to touch people and i love how you also shared about you know really understanding what the purpose is you know having that strong foundation and so all of that really aligns with everything that you do, even with content, you know, how you, how you speak, how you show up, how you network is what's your purpose. You know, what is that greatness that you have within yourself that even when you introduce yourself, how do you make yourself different? And I love the element, you're also quite humorous as well. Like you, you could pop out like a hum, you know, like a joke or something like that that's going to make the person remember you. You know, that's truly, really, that's how you can be unique because people remember, they think about emotional moments, how they think about funny moments, and stories as well, I think are amazing. And so, Tima, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us. You've shared wow so many deep topics that we can think about we can go away and really understanding that power of decision and understanding that greatness that we all have within ourselves as well and so your mission is so inspiring and also you know just the amazing success that you're going to continue to have as well so we just want to say thank you so much for sharing with us today
1: thank you so much laura it's been such a pleasure and you're such an incredible human. I've I've heard amazing things about you, but now that I've had the opportunity to sit down with you, I feel like we've known each other for I don't know, many many years, and and I can see that you're you're very much in line with what you're doing, and I love that you're doing this because I can only imagine the impact you're having on people's lives all over the world, and uh, and thank you for being so. In- interested in, in what I have to say so thank you so much
0: mm, such a pleasure and you can see Tima she's got such a beautiful soul as well inside and out she's such a beautiful person so thank you thank you so much Tima thank you
2: what you think about you bring about but just make sure you also speak it out don't allow your silence to kill your dreams make it happen and know the universe is on your side especially when you know exactly what it is you want. If you put your focus energy and positive thoughts on what you desire you'd see the abundant opportunities come your way. Whatever it is if you have that burning desire it's as if it was meant to be. You feel it in your heart and it moves you to action. The universe gives you what your heart desires. Speak your dreams, speak it out, and do not silence your dreams. Keep your voice and visions alive. For pre-orders of my book, Your Silence is Killing Your Dreams, register on my website www.lauraeribeiro.com and I'm sure to keep you updated on the release.